Welcome. This is the first Invent Sean Vlog 001. Uh, today we bring on my best friend and wife of 22 years, Deanne Sherstone. We talk together about our lives, our changes over the last couple of years, uh, diet, and some of the things that uh, Deanne went through uh, from her perspective. I hope that uh, in the next hour and a bit, you are inspired to make changes and invent a new you and invent growth. <laughs> this is um, the first vlog entry, 001 for Invent Sean. And my first guest is my lovely wife, Deanne Sherstone. <laughs> Um, one of the things I wanted to do to begin is um, over the last couple years of our journey and through our whole marriage. We've been married, what, now 22 years? Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I really appreciate you as a support system. You have always supported me in anything I wanted to do, and whether it be photography, whether it be changing my body <laughs> wanting to run um you've been my support system and without you as my best friend i don't know if i would have been able to achieve some of the things that we've achieved together well it's a two-way street yeah and i think that we've both done that because you've been that for me as well and uh you are my best friend so yeah and marriages are, should be constantly in transition and you have to accept each other changing. Yeah. And yeah, the last couple of years, there's been more than a few <laughs> More than a few changes. Um, <clears throat> well, one of the things that I've, I've done is I've, I've called the channel Invent Sean. And the, and the reason why is um, I wanted to talk about inventing new life, new changes, new growth. And as we move forward uh, in bettering ourselves and, you know, staying on track, setting new goals, it's you're inventing something new. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's about growth. And I wanted to, one of the things I want to do going forward is actually talk to uh, several people that are going through similar changes in their life and that have achieved certain things and uh, talk to them about their journey. You know, it's not just going to be about us and about me, mm. you know. Um, one of the things that uh, I wanted to, to talk about is, and you actually just mentioned it just as we were getting ready for, for, for filming, is uh, you said when you first bought this top. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when you first bought this top, you said you, could, you couldn't you could close well, it. Well, it's, it's a sweater, and I wore it as a cardigan because I couldn't button it up. It was, uh, I guess you could say it was too small. Right. Yeah. Which leads me to talk about <clears throat> our body changes. Um, uh, hi, Taz. <laughs> Yeah, well, bring him up just to say hello. Yeah. Taz is also part of our journey. He's our dog. Uh, he's, uh, what, four? 14. 14 now. So he's getting a little, a little blind and a little old, but he's still cute. Yeah, he's confused. He's really confused about what we're doing here. Yeah, so. this is something new for him as well. Yeah. Anyways, uh, we... Over the last two years? I'd say two and a half. Like no. It was in the spring, wasn't it? So Actually, I'd, I don't think it's... Yeah, it's two... It's over well, it was, two years. It was May of 2000... Well, let's just 16. actually see. Yeah, it was May of 2016. So we're coming... Like this spring, it'll be three years. Yeah. So it was uh, May eighteenth, two thousand sixteenth is when I two thousand sixteen is when I decided to get up, basically get up off the couch, 
Um, I was, yeah, I yeah. Was, I would sit on the couch and ingest YouTube and movies and lots of beer and lots of Doritos. Oh, no, Dor Doritos with M&M's poured. <laughs> that is definitely true. In the I package would, and shake it out. One of my favorite out. things was M&M's in my Doritos. <laughs> Uh, it wasn't always, but for sure, it was part of it. It's your favorite. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so back then, uh, I was 280 pounds. Um, you were... 200 pounds. 200 pounds. And uh, it took me 15 months to lose 120 pounds. Um, mm -hmm. So it was September, or no, August of 2017 is when I hit my... Basically, um, my goal weight originally started out as losing 100 pounds. Uh, and then as it progressed, I was training for a marathon and I ended up losing more weight. And I decided that actually being 160 pounds was a good uh, running weight and a good, a good comfortable weight for me. So I've stayed uh, 160 pounds now for over a year. Um, I think I probably lost, like, I, I, it took longer for me to start losing weight, mm -hmm. like, after we started making, you know, changes to our lifestyle, um, and I've lost 50 pounds yeah. and plateaued with the 50 pounds right. after, I think, a year. Yeah, about a year. But I mean, a 50, one of the things you talked about when, when we first started was that if you could get down to 160, you'd be happy. Yeah, and I, I think I'm in the 150-something range now. Right, so you've actually surpassed your goals as well. I think so. I mean, it would be nice to lose a little more, but my goal was to feel better. Mm -hmm. And I feel so much better. Yeah. And speaking of feeling better, um, we changed the way we ate. Not all very, you know, not a big drastic change right out, right off the bat. We started out eating less meat in our diet. What five, six years before before that? I would say yes, and there was other changes too. You probably don't even realize there were changes. <laughs> What are you referring to? Well, things like um, at one point you would never have eaten brown rice. Oh, wow. Never. Yeah. It's, and it was changes like that because you would never have eaten brown rice. But because that was what was there to eat, you you started eating the brown rice. And so there was changes like that before that yeah. that, um, that I was making to our diet. Well, one of the things I noted um, was that at one point, we used to have ground beef on a regular basis. And then at, at some point, you decided you did not want to buy ground beef anymore. Why was that? Um, I used to get extra lean ground beef from Costco. And suddenly, they didn't have extra lean ground beef anymore. They had regular and... and um, lean but they didn't have extra lean anymore and it annoyed me and so I said well I'm not gonna I'm just not gonna buy ground beef anymore and shortly after that here in in Canada we had that big problem with ground beef right and so I just thought you know what it's it's starting to get really dangerous to eat processed meats anyway right and so we pretty much stopped eating like ground beef and salami and anything that was really processed we stopped yeah. we stopped eating basically it. red meat we basically stopped yeah, red, eating red meat most of it was red meat that was <clears throat> processed yeah. i think the red meat in our diet then still was like maybe once a year we'd go out and have a steak or something like that um when was well i'm talking like five plus years ago like six seven years ago yeah, I mean, I've never cooked steak. No, that was we've something... never cooked steak. No. In fact, we don't have a barbecue, and we haven't had a barbecue in years. No. But um, I'm, what I'm saying is is that 
when we eliminated ground beef, we pretty much eliminated most red meats as well. Pretty Sometimes much. we would have a roast or Yeah, we would have we would have a roast, but I think that I stopped getting roast beef as well. I mean, it was the first thing. Right. As far as meat goes, it was the first thing to go. And for you, that decision was more about the fact that you felt it was unsafe. It wasn't so much yeah, about... Yeah, I don't trust the industry anymore Yeah. with with meat and fish and, and that sort of thing. I don't, I don't trust the industry anymore. Right. Um, so basically, I think that our diets had already been mostly vegetarian. Uh, we, we still ate chicken. We still ate fish for quite a long time. But not a lot, like maybe once, twice a week? Well, yeah, with fish. And then chicken, it got to the point where we would have it maybe two or three times a year when we were having company over or something. I would roast a chicken. Right. I'd get a really nice one from free range from the butcher. Right. And we would have a nice chicken. Um, but on a regular basis, no. At the end there, all we were eating was, was some fish. Right. Yeah, um, I actually had made the decision that I wanted to eliminate meat. Um, and fish was the last meat that we ended up eliminating out of our diet. Um, I just decided that I wanted to eliminate all uh, meat from my diet. And eventually, um, like we st I still had some dairy. I still had Parmesan cheese in my diet. Um, and some yogurt, I think, is where I was still having. Because I, I think yeah. in the beginning of my in the beginning yeah. of my journey, I still was having yogurt with my with my breakfast. And scrambled eggs. We yeah, would, we would yeah, have, we were we still having have, eggs. Yeah, we would have scrambled eggs. But I made the decision I wanted to eliminate all animal products from my diet, um, and not necessarily be like I don't really consider myself a vegan because vegan is, brings along. Yeah, I eat honey. I still, I still will eat honey, but I think vegan it, it brings along a political agenda as well, uh, and that's not something that I necessarily want to to be part of. It's yeah. it's it's not so much the politics behind it or the the you know the fact that we're saving the world with with not eating cows. It's more about a healthful um diet and animal products for me feels better as a healthful way to eat or not yeah. having animal products in my diet see sean is is vegan and i'm vegetarian right so um, dan still eats eggs i eat eggs and, and cheese. cheese and that's mostly it yeah i mean i might in some products, there might be butter or something like that, but I don't cook with butter. I don't use butter. Like, I don't butter toast. I put, you know, something else on it. I don't do stuff like that. But um, it's, main, it's mainly the eggs and the cheese yeah. that, that, I still, that I still have. And for me, it is kind of political. I have to say well, not eating meat. I guess it is. For me, it is, because I've, I, I, we... The atmosphere and stuff like that, like all, all the meat that is is uh, is grown cows and stuff like mm. that, is causing a lot of problems. So it is about our our carbon footprint. Yeah, I, I, I it definitely is part of it for me as well, but it's not the 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 reason behind it. Mm -hmm. More more the reason behind me wanting to <clears throat> not have animal products in my diet is more about my health than it is about anything else. Um, the fact that I'm not contributing to the world's meat industry is certainly something I'm happy about, but it's it not, makes me very happy. <laughs> it's not something that is my first priority in, in, in my decision to eliminate it. Um, <clears throat> so, I mean, really, I, if I was going to describe myself, I would describe myself as whole foods plant-based or as, as close to Whole Foods as possible. I'm trying I, to get yeah, there. Yeah, I think we're like 80%. Yeah, We 80%. still eat some things that are processed, but a lot, like I try to cook from um, raw ingredients. Yeah. 
you know, not processed ingredients. Yeah. Like, I mean, you, you make curries, you make rice. We had an amazing burrito stir fry yeah. tonight. Well, burrito in yeah. the sense that there was tofu in it. and Yeah. And I mean, I make my own um, vegetable stock and stuff like that. I try, you know, I try to, to do things like that. And I cook my own beans and stuff from scratch stuff like that rather than buying canned right yeah, yeah i mean chickpeas are a really good example or and any beans of the beans and stuff like that like we eat a lot of lentils and lentils chickpeas beans which is where most of um most of our protein comes from is from mm. legumes yeah um <clears throat> one of the things that um I, I, I thought that we should talk about is uh, when I made the decision that I wanted to change <laughs> change my my whole uh, life um, I said I had announced that I was going to walk to work every day and uh, you mentioned at some point that you didn't actually believe that, that you know that that was actually going to be anything well. that I would stick to that's true. Um, I mean, I didn't believe it. And then when you started doing it, I thought it wouldn't last very long. Because I can remember years and years and years ago, mm -hmm. I tried to get you to walk. Right. Do you remember what happened? Yes, I remember. I said it was cold and I didn't want to walk anymore. No, that's not quite how it happened. Sean was a slow walker like just plotted, mm -hmm. just plotted like this. And I would make him walk and he walked so slow. And, and I, at that time was a fast walker. And one day when we were walking and you were never happy about doing it, you forgot your coat and you got cold. And I discovered that you could walk fast. <laughs> <laughs> and it really, it really annoyed me. I never asked you to walk again. Yeah, and actually, I don't think we'd ever did walk again yeah. after that. Yeah, and then I just sort of stopped walking too. Right. And that was that was a long time ago. That was that was fifteen, 15 plus years ago. Fifteen years ago. Yeah. 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 So yeah, I started walking to work every every day, and we live in a town of, called Ladysmith in British Columbia, Canada, on Vancouver Island. On Vancouver Island. And one of the things about Ladysmith is it's basically built on the side of a hill. Oh, the side of a mountain. The side of a mountain. So it's half, I was working downtown in Ladysmith at the time, and it's a half a kilometer down the hill and half a kilometer back up the hill. And so I would walk uh, to and from work every day, and I made a point of doing that. Uh, and I think... Other than some problems with my my hip, which I took yeah. a week off of, of walking, I think I pretty much walked to and from work every day for two, you know, over over a year. Yeah. Yeah, until I changed <clears throat> I changed jobs, and then I ended up having to drive into Nanaimo. <clears throat> I think that might have been about well, it was it was a little under a year, or maybe it was. I thought it was over a year. Yeah, maybe about over a year. Um, so I, I walked, and we walked together. Yeah, not too long after you, I realized that he was you were not going to stop. Yeah. That this was serious. I thought, well, I better get with the program. So I did. You were pushy about the whole thing. I I will say. Well, you were pushy. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I had goals, and I wanted to uh, to keep the, keep on task with the goals. Yeah, yeah. I think part of it for me, um, and I don't think we've ta I've, I've talked to you about this. No. Is um, when you started, and I decided that I better join in. Some of it had to do with something I'd never thought of before, and that is that our that like our age difference, right? And I was thinking like I was just coming up to sixty, right? And I was at the time I was forty eight. Yeah, 
So I was thinking I'm going to be 60 and, you know, like this is something that we've thought about all through our relationship and our, in our marriage is that, that the age difference has never really mattered. It's never really manifested itself. No, and, I mean, right from the first time we met. I mean, yeah. I think, in fact, I think when we met, um, I, I I thought you were a little older and you thought I was a little younger. Yeah. Yeah. So we thought we were pretty close in age. Yeah. So I think yeah. maturity wise, we were definitely the same age. I, I think so. Yeah. I think so. And that's never really been an issue, our age difference. Well, it hasn't. But I've got to say that when you made this transition and started to do this, it was the first time that I actually thought about the facts that there was a different in age mm -hmm. and that if you were going to do all these things, I was, you know, I was kind of overwhelmed at first that I wasn't going to be able to keep up. Well, you actually asked me early on, you said, well, when you lose all this weight, then what's going to happen? Yeah, like, like, because I like, didn't know where it was going. Right. Well, what were you worried about? I mean, I guess that's um, what you were I was worried just, about. I was very concerned about where it was going to go because um, it had, we had never, you know, in, 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 in our entire relationship, we had never talked about that kind of a goal, like health goals right. at all, you know, or lifestyle change <clears throat> goals that had to do with, you know, our health. Or our well-being, we we'd never had those kind of discussions. Um, I was always perfectly happy with the way that you looked, mm -hmm. and and everything, you know. So I was like confused um, about where it was going. Yeah. And one of the things you mentioned is is that you were perfectly happy with the way I was. I, I mean, I was happy too. We were, I think, we were both happy. Yeah. But. I did feel of sitting on the couch and I felt I was 48 and I felt like if I didn't do something about my sedentary lifestyle now that I never would. I felt like I, if I just kept on sitting on the couch, I was going to continue to gain weight and I was going to continue to get worse health. I mean, I can remember having pains in my legs and things like that or uh, back problems i mean i can remember you're both your shoulders right yeah yeah at the time at the time in fact actually when i started the journey um i, I had a rotator cuff problem and that went away within two or three months but i had been fighting with that for over a year and i think it was because i would sleep on my side and it would it would hurt the shoulder, and I was had so much weight in my body that it would it actually would hurt and continue to hurt, and I think it just kept on aggravating it. Yeah, and I mean, I I was starting to experience problems like just being uncomfortable trying when I was laying in bed because I was carrying so much weight around my chest right. and sides and back, like just around that area, the trunk of my body. I was was carrying an awful lot of weight and I was starting to get worried about that. Yeah. Yeah. One of the things that um, prompted the change for me was when I was sitting on the couch, I was binge watching YouTube and I was watching Casey Neistat. Oh. <laughs> Remember we watched, we watched Casey Neistat, for, you know, for a while. Yeah. I, I got you addicted to him. Yeah, yeah. And well, we still watch him. We still watch him, but he early on in his is in his vlogs would would run, and he and he runs in his vlogs, and he's he's sort of taken that away most of his vlogs now, but uh, he still runs, and I sat there thinking that that would be something I would want to do is is run. Um, well, I think you started running too early you you yeah. hurt yourself so i started walking and that's how that is how we started is we started like walking just walking around the neighborhood yeah well i started walking to and from work and then i would increase it from uh to, to and from work and then in the evening walk a kilometer and then ramp it up to two kilometers and then 
I think we got up to about five kilometers and then I think you hurt your your hand. Yeah. <laughs> I broke my arm. I broke my wrist. Yeah. So Deanne broke her wrist. Uh, and that sort of put a setback in, in our our journey in the sense that... And that was in December. December the beginning of, of 2016. 2016. And the really scary part is, is I... What happened is, is there was just a little bit of snow on the grass. And here on Vancouver Island, um, the grass stays green all winter. And um, I slipped in a pair of Crocs in the snow. Mm -hmm. And Sean had already left for work. And if I had still been 200 pounds, I couldn't have got up. To no. go inside and call no. him. I don't know what I would have done. I was out in the backyard. And um, because I had been walking and I had already lost, I think, about 25 pounds by then. At least. Yeah. And because I was physically in, in better shape, I was able, with, with a broken arm, to get up off the slippery ground and get into the house so I could call you. I just don't know what I would have done. Yeah. But it was, that caused a huge transition, the broken arm. Yeah. Yeah. Transition in the sense that... Um... Well, it, it meant, um, especially for the first week, that you had to do th everything in the kitchen. Right. And until then, that really had been my domain. Right. So uh, you had to, you had to do everything in the kitchen. You had to do the cooking, and you didn't take instructions very well. <laughs> so we adapted was, fine. It, it was a test, wasn't it? It was a test. <laughs> it was a test of our marriage that we passed. And speaking of that, know? speaking of that. <laughs> I mean, we, we had a pretty strong marriage before the change, but when walking together and doing the change together and being, you know, where we are now, do you think that walking together strengthened our relationship? Um, I, I don't know if that's a word that I would use. I would think that what we did is we have... <clears throat> Mm -hmm. made the lifestyle transition together as partners. Right. And it's, I mean, we've made other transitions together as partners, and that's what mm -hmm. we do, Yeah. you know. And so it was, it was very natural when you decided, and I realized that it wasn't something that's going to last a week or two or three, that you were very serious about it. I knew that I, you know, better get with the program because that's, that's what we do in our marriage is that we do make these transitions um, together, supporting each other. Mm -hmm. And so I don't know that it made us stronger because we always do this together. Yeah. So, so do you think it made us stronger? Well, from my perception, yes. Mm. I mean, I, I definitely feel like our relationship is even more enhanced than it was before. Um, like I do feel that we communicate better now. Um, I think part of it was because we went through so many different changes and you breaking your arm and, and you know, our lives changing so much that our roles in, in our relationship have meshed a little bit better. They've meshed and they've changed. Yeah. You know, um, I think that probably the first 10 years of our marriage, I was the boss. Like I was, I was more bossy mm -hmm. about things and had to control of things more. Right. And I think that has transitioned and kind of switched, completely switched. Um, I and that happened completely switched, but I think that there is more of an equal footing now. Um, well, maybe equal, or I think you are this, you're the one that lots of times, um, makes final decisions and stuff. And I'm fine with that. Mm. 
you know, and I think that that's the thing is, is that when you are married, you have to be ready to make changes in the partnership right? and transitions, you know, it's like, since I broke my arm and it kind of happened at the same time, we were making all these changes around food mm-hmm. and you've become much more confident in the kitchen. Right and more interested in what's going on in the kitchen and taking part in the kitchen. You know, I mean, it's it's not unusual now for both of us to be in there doing things at the same time. Right. And three years ago, that would not have happened. No. No, that's true. It would not have happened. I, I did 95% of um, what was done in the kitchen was me. And it's completely changed now. Um, you know, like at Christmas time to take a dessert up, you know, to our daughters for Christmas. And I didn't have time. And I, you know, three years ago, I wouldn't have said, Sean, can you make dessert dessert for Christmas dinner? I, I just, it wouldn't even have occurred. I mean, it wouldn't have happened. Well, it's not like I know, I don't know how to bake, but I don't normally do it. No. And I just asked you and you go, yeah, yeah. And I just didn't have to think about it or worry about it. And it was great. It was delicious. And it was vegan. Yes. (laughs) Vegan. (laughs) Uh, Well, um, I wanted to start talking about running. Um, You said that, yes, I tried to start running too early. And what ended up happening is I started running too early when I was heavy and um, I, what I would do is I would run for, you know, a hundred meters or something like that. And just to see if I could run. And then what ended up happening is that I actually, um, would squish, I squished a disc in my back because it was so heavy and there was so much weight that I would squish a disc in my back and what it would, that disc pushed against the nerve. And I ended up getting pain in my hip. And I thought that, what had happened is that my I maybe had a stress factor in my hip, or uh, somehow I hurt my hip, and I, you know, I, something happened. So I ended up going to the doctor, and we had it all figured out after I think three visits that this is what it was. And basically, the solution, what the doctor basically said, is that the only thing that's really going to make it better is if I don't have as much weight on my body. Mm, yeah. So once I figured that out, I stopped trying to run until I had lost about 80 pounds. Um, and what actually got me really motivated into running was that um, our daughter Dorian uh, called me up once she realized one day that, that I was going to start running. Um, well, actually, the start of it was actually for Neil. And I, I had asked Neil, like, one of the things that I was worried about was that the shoes that I was using at the time, um, I was coming up 500 kilometers on them, and I was trying to figure out what I, when I needed to retire them because, you know, you're supposed to yeah, eventually... I think you should mention that Neil is kind of the leader of your running group. Yeah, Neil is the leader of uh, a running group that uh, we we call it the the Sunday Running Crew, Sunday Nanaimo, Su- Nanaimo Sunday Running Crew, and uh, Neil started that up uh, with me and several other people, and that's I think two years ago now. It's been quite a while. Yeah, it started out early i think one of our first runs was in snow actually (laughs) so i was i hadn't run more than a couple hundred meters before this started and neil took me out to uh, a park that was brutal uh, (laughs) a a park called the uh particip particip park in bebbin park in nanaimo and um the first round of going around which is only one kilometer i think i got about halfway and i i announced that this was as far as i've ever run without stopping and uh, by the end of the run which i think 
might have been four kilometers um, and lots of walking for me. Um, I I'll, I could taste iron in my mouth, like it was like so much blood rushing into my into my my head that I could taste the the iron. So I would really push myself. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, that was the beginning of my running experience, and and my and Dorian found out about this that that I was starting to run. I I don't remember exactly how she found out. I guess. Oh, I probably was freaking out because you were ki killing yourself with this. <laughs> I was killing myself. Yeah. With I I don't run. Um, I have partial knee replacements in both knees. Mm -hmm. And I'm just grateful that I'm like walking and hiking and doing everything pain free. And I'm not going to mess around with, with running. So I'm not part of it. And, and I watch Sean like just really pushing himself and sometimes hurting yourself. And I probably complained to Dorian. Oh, okay. Well, know, early well, on, not complain, but yeah. you know, I mean, talk, the, the shared, hip, the hip shared my so, concern. So is definitely yeah. something that you know, hurting myself. So Dorian invited me to run the Vancouver Sun Run with her. And that was what spurred on my actual beginning to want to run uh, even more because I, then I had a goal. So I trained to run 10 kilometers with, uh, with Dorian. <laughs> and, we ran, and we ran the Sun Run together. You've done the Sun Run twice now. Yeah, we yeah. did this on run um, in 2016. And 2017. And 2017. Yeah, or was it 2018? Oh. No, 2018. No, it was, no you ran... No, was it okay, so we... 2017 and 2018. Right, so we ran... Yeah. I ran the Sun Run in 2017 and 2018. Um, <clears throat> and and, and we you... also ran... Victoria. The Victoria Marath uh, Half Marathon. In 2017. In 2017. Yeah. Yeah. So I've run three races with Dorian. Um, and that was basically the motivation for for me to to continue on and now uh, i run every sunday with my running group and lately i've run every day except one day off uh, a week and running 10k with dorian was a big feat for me back then um, but now almost daily i run 10k yeah or more. Yeah. Well, Usually more. Part of that is because I'm I'm trained I'm now training for the the six hour ultra, which mm. is coming up in June. So uh, our group is actually we have um, several of us are going to be part of this six hour ultra, <clears throat> and we have a training plan that uh, one of the one of the women in the group have put together, and that ramps up our time. We run 90 minutes on sat Saturday because it's more about time on your feet than uh, distance when you're when we're training for the for the ultra. So it gets uh, we go right now or this last Sunday we ran two hours and 15 minutes, and the next Sunday it's going to be two hours and 30 minutes, and at 15 minutes increments every week uh, until close to the end. Um, and I think by the time it's three or four weeks before the race, we're, we actually run two hours on Saturday and four hours on the Sunday. So we actually run six hours on the weekend. And then the race is a six hour ultra. And the idea is to run as far as possible in six hours. Mm. And I did three hours last year. Last year, yeah. That was fun. I got to be the cheerleader. Yeah. Yeah. Quite like it. <laughs> That's my favorite part is that, you know, uh, you yeah, get to see me. It's a loop and he would come around every time and I like <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's a three point three kilometer loop around yeah. Hammer Lake. It's really pretty out there. It's nice. Yeah. Hopefully it's as good weather yeah. this year yeah. as it is as it was that year. Yeah. It was nice and cool and it perfect, was. perfect running weather. Yeah, it was nice. Um, 
this is probably going to be a cut. <laughs> if I do end up cutting it, I, I lost my train of thought, but I now I, I come up with, I remember now what, what I wanted to talk about. Um, one of the apps that I use uh, on my phone, well, first of all, I use a, a running watch. I, trans, I started out with just my phone, just tracking my, my walking, and then eventually uh, moved up from my phone to uh, sort of a, a lower end running watch. And now I'm, yeah, I'm using uh, an, another running watch. And it, uh, I track, it's got the GPS tracking, but it doesn't have um, the ability to show Deanne where I am running. So I use an app on my phone, like if I go up, into the back oh, yeah. back part of Ladysmith. Yeah, it goes way up into Heart Lake and stuff. It's quite uh, secluded up there. So I yeah. get worried if it's a long run. So one of the things that, that's really nice is that I use an app called Run Go app. And not only does the app give me turn-by-turn uh, -turn directions, but it also has a nice feature that you can turn on live tracking and what it does is, as long as the phone has GPS or uh, cellular, that it will send my position to uh, to Deanne, and Deanne can see where I'm going to be running. So, one of the th that 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 hopefully makes you feel a lot better when I'm up it there. It does. It does when you go on long runs really, really early in the morning. It 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 does make a big difference. Yeah. Um, is it more about the, that I'm on the trails? Because when I'm on the road, you don't worry about me as as much. I think it it I worry when you go way up in the secluded mountain areas. Right. And I mean, at that time of day, like there's a lot of people that hike that area, but not at that time of day because no. you go up very very early, mm -hmm. and that's when I get worried. Right. Because if you get hurt up there, I just don't know how anybody would find you. You know, and, yeah. and it does happen at least once a year here on Vancouver Island in our area. Somebody does die out on the trails. Well. And so it's, you know, I'm, it's not a paranoid concern. It's something that does happen um, because some of the terrain here is, is pretty rugged when you get up in the mountain. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it just makes you feel better that, I, that you have that ability to know where I am and that well, I'm still I moving. Well, I know when the little dot is still moving that yeah. you're okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one of the other things that I have written down that I wanted to talk about is um, well, I have a feeling that we're going to have to break and take the dog out. <laughs> He's old. Yeah. He's got a very old bladder. <laughs> All right. So we're going to do a quick cut and we'll be back in a second. We're back. <laughs> <laughs> Where were we? We were talking about, oh, I know what I wanted to talk about. Uh, we were talking about running. And one of the things I was thinking of while, while I was taking the dog out uh, was that um, I didn't mention the running group. Uh, Neil, uh, Neil Gaudet is the, the guy that sort of started it. And uh, I'll probably link to his social media uh, as well as the Facebook page for the, uh, for the running group. If anybody local is, is uh, looking at the video and you're interested in running with us, then uh, the links will be down below. So one of the things I wanted to talk about was uh, body changes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we, talked, we started out by talking about that your, your shirt didn't fit, fit you when you first got it. Um, one of the things that we ended up having to do, or at least I, I think both of us had to do, is my whole wardrobe ended up changing like I, I got rid of just yeah everything. you you went through I think about three changes yeah. of, of wardrobe we're very very lucky we have a really good um, thrift store in <clears throat> Nanaimo that's I guess in a it's in a pretty good neighborhood but it's very very reasonable so um, we just Sean just kept taking clothes there when they were too big and um, buying more clothes there and yeah. uh, really good brand names and yeah. all of that, like Calvin Klein. Calvin and, Klein yeah. pants that yeah. I'm sad 
don't fit me anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so but, I still have to. So you went through, I think you went through about three, three, I think, th if you look yeah. at it well, totally. I went, I went from um, a double extra large t-shirt and in some cases triple extra large uh, when I started to then a shirt that... You're in like a medium. Sometimes I need to get a small. Yeah. It depends on, on yeah. the manufacturer, but medium is typical medium t-shirt uh and sometimes small so yeah i mean i started out with you know large shirts and then you know medium shirts and then now sometimes a small shirt will fit yeah so but you know that's clothes so yeah we went through different different wardrobe yeah, changes mine, my, my transition was a little bit different for clothes because um my wardrobe um, like I only lost 50 pounds. I didn't lose 120. 20. So, but I started out with clothes because when you're heavy, you wear like, I think especially for women, like there's certain cuts you wear that are more forgiving. Um, so I was able to stay in them longer. Right. Um, and I was attached to my clothes. You weren't attached to your clothes. It was like, doesn't fit out, you know. And for me, I was just like, it doesn't fit anymore. And it was, I was upset because it was something I really liked. So I had real problems with that, with the, with the transition with clothes. But mm. I'd say I'm about 80% there. I still have some things in the closet that I haven't gotten rid of that are way too big. Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, that I still have to give away or get rid of or whatever. But it's it's been a harder, the clothing has been a harder transition for me than it has been for you. Well, I, I think that you're emotionally attached to a lot of your clothing. I like my clothes, yeah. yeah. Whereas for me, it was like, it was big, and I've always hated buying clothes anyways. In fact... Now, now that I'm the, the body size that I am, I actually enjoy buying clothes. And one of the things that, I, that really make, excites me <laughs> is that it's so much easier to find clothes that I like. Yeah. Because they make clothes for this size body. Um, it's an average size body. Yeah. Whereas it's harder to find clothes that are two times and three times like i like for instance for men it is i yeah. think it's easier for women yeah for like one of the things that i i that really made me happy was superstore is one place that that we've bought clothes and the you couldn't buy i, anything I couldn't buy anything before. like the it was either large i think or maybe extra large was the largest they would have in anything yeah and then not not always. I didn't buy, I didn't used to buy a lot of clothes there either because yeah. they didn't have a lar larger sizes for women either. Right. So now if there's something there that I want to wear, that I can buy it. Yeah. I think now you just really just buy exercise clothes new. Most everything else. Yeah. Mo mostly it's, it's, um, everything else is secondhand and, and yeah. a lot of your, a lot of your running gear too. You've bought, you've gotten some really nice running gear at the thrift store. Yeah. 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 There was a couple of running shorts that I've had and yeah. a pair of running pants. It's harder to find running gear at a thrift store, but when it's there, why not? Yeah. We try, we try to buy secondhand. <laughs> But, you know, also I wanted to talk about the actual, like, body changes. Like, one of the things that, that happened with me is um, when I'm sleeping, uh, when I sleep on my side, my knees touch, and I can actually feel the bones in my knees. <laughs> I don't know if that's in, any of that type of thing has happened to you. No, I mean, I had... My knees have always, like, be, before I had my knee replacements, I had terrible problems with my knees when I tried to sleep um, because it was very uncomfortable and very painful. And now I'm just grateful because I don't have to deal with that. But I don't, like, I haven't lost the amount of weight you have. So, yeah. you know, you have really knobby knees now. I, <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> You do. Uh, 
I know that it took me a long time to get used to sitting on something hard. Uh, when I first <laughs> when I first lost the weight, sitting down was actually uncomfortable. Um, I'm used to it now. Um, it's just second nature now. I'm, we're we're actually sitting on wooden chairs right now, and um, I'm not finding it uncomfortable. Did, no, it's fine. Did you ever? Did you did you get that? Um, no. No. no, but like I said, I I did not lose the amount of weight that you mm. did. Um, for me, um, I lost the weight around my chest. Right. Um, and I'm really grateful for that. I think I've said all along that um, I wasn't sure how much weight I would lose. I don't have a thyroid gland anymore, and I know that affects... Um, and speaking weight of that, gain and stuff yeah. like that. So I wasn't sure I was going to lose any, but my goal wasn't necessarily to lose weight. It was to feel better. Right. And and you mentioned that you don't have a thyroid gland. That yeah. was actually your, your worry was that at the beginning was that because of that, you wouldn't be able to lose weight at all. I didn't really worry about it. Yeah. I just didn't count on really losing weight because I mm -hmm. didn't know what was going to happen. I did know that I had to keep up because I, I walked for weeks before I lost anything. Right. And I had gotten to the point where I thought, you know, I may not lose any weight, but I'm going to feel better. So I just have to concentrate on, on that. You were really excited when you started losing weight though. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was yeah. great. <laughs> One of the things I wanted to mention about the weight, it's 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 not so much about losing the weight, it's it's being healthy and feeling you know, better. Oh feeling my gosh, better and yeah. More fit. Um, feeling so much better. The things that I can do yeah. now, the things that you can do now that you know, I can remember um a couple years ago, I forget where we were, but I was gonna put on we were leaving, oh it was Grant and Nixie's. And I was going to put my shoes on at the door and uh, somebody else was there said, oh, here, let me get the chair so you can sit down to put on to tie up your shoes. And I just bent over and tied my shoes. Right. Yeah. And he looked at me kind of surprised. And I thought, well, you know what? If it had been last year, I probably would have needed that chair to bend down and and uh, do up my shoes. I wouldn't have been able to do it. Huh. Speaking of that, I can remember being in the shower when I was heavier and, you know, having to, to reach around to, to wash things and and having a hard time doing it. It actually, you know, my arm wouldn't go around the back of my body very well. Yeah. Whereas now it's It's fine. nothing. Yeah, yeah. It's fine. Yeah. But um You you because your your weight loss has been drastic i want to say well you've i mean had, compared to some people no yeah, but but well it has because you've had people like when you worked here in ladysmith and they hadn't seen you for a while and they came in and they wanted to know where sean was yeah that's true somebody came into where i work and uh, they said uh there was a heavy guy that used to work here and um i said yeah that's me <laughs> And uh, <laughs> I've had that happen. Oh, it's several times. At least five or six yeah. times. Or said hello to somebody on the street, and they looked at him like, "Why is that guy saying hello to me?" Yeah. I, I because think, they didn't realize it was you. <laughs> I think the most recent thing that happened was uh, a photographer friend of mine. He came into the store where I work right now, and uh, and he says, uh, "Remind me where, where where I know you from." <laughs> And I had to explain to him and, uh, that it was me. And uh, and he says, um, well, yeah, I, you were heavier then. And I said, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, it, it happens. So. But, you know, even things like um, when it, probably about halfway through your weight loss, mm -hmm. if we were in a store and, you know, sometimes you go look at something and I'd go over there and look at something. And then I would look to find you. And it was very confusing because um, your new frame and the way you walk and the way you move and stand mm -hmm. 
um, was so unfamiliar to me that you could be standing just over there and I would not realize it was you. And that was freakish for a while. I can remember the, one of the times we went to the mall and, you know, because a mall has big mirrors, I actually, you know, saw m myself full body in the mirror and I was kind of taken by surprise yeah. too. I mean, yeah. to see the change and, and you know, that perspective of somebody walking next next to me and it's actually me and it's and it felt like somebody totally different it, it it there was probably about six months where it was like a huge transition for me because it you were it was like getting used to a different person in a lot of ways mm. because physically you look different you moved different um and also, personality-wise, there were changes as, as well. What sort of changes? Um, well, you became a food Nazi, okay? <laughs> well, you know, like I cook healthy, yeah. but I do cook with um, some olive oil. And mm. I, we had several disagreements about um, me making it without olive oil, which right. means... Or less I can't, olive oil. No, at first it was none. You right. wanted none. Mm. And it was kind of like, I have to saute the onions, you know. I have to do this, I have to do that. And it, it does take some oil. I'll cut back on the oil. Well, you've managed to do that quite well, a bit. Well, I have cut back on a lot of oil, but um, you still have to have some oil in there. So that, I think, was the biggest thing. And because when I broke my arm, you had to do some cooking. And as I s I've already said, you were, you've become more confident in the kitchen mm. um, and questioned me. The domestic goddess of the house questioned me about what I'm cooking and how I'm cooking and what I'm putting in it. It was, it was a transition. Yeah. Well, you know, sometimes because I do track, I, I still track my calories. Yeah. And now I track my calories more about making sure that I eat enough than not eating too much. And that was another thing I was worried about is because you have uh, an app where you do and he weighs everything he eats, he weighs it so mm. that he knows exactly what he's eating and that that concerned me because I didn't know where that was coming from. And when you reached your goal, if that was going to stop or if you would keep going and it was going to become a problem. So, yeah. you know, Dorian and I actually talked about that. I said, I, I don't know what's going to happen. I'm, I'm concerned when he reaches his goal, if he's going to realize he's reached his goal or, or are we talking about an eating disorder here? Like it was, you know, because it's, it's, you were losing so much weight that mm. I was worried about it. But you made the transition and it has now become about making sure that you're eating enough calories to maintain. So Yeah, I mean, and maintain. And, and I mean, when I'm running now, I'm running, I was running about 50 kilometers a week. And now that we're doing the ultra training, um, I, this last week, I just ran 80 kilometers this week. So when I'm running 80 kilometers, um, my cal calorie requirements are actually almost... They're, they're just over 3,000 yeah. 3, per high. day. Um, so it's about making sure that I eat enough so that I'm not losing more more weight. I want to maintain and also maintain a proper um, uh, muscle mass, lean body mass. Uh, and I just recently changed scales from just straight weight to uh something that does measure my lean body mass so that yeah so that uh, i just look at the weight on it i do not want to know the other things for me i don't want to know you don't need to know but anyways <laughs> i i changed the scale because I, went, I needed to know what my lean body mass was so that if i do start losing lean body mass then i have to eat more so and that's one of the things that um is important because I don't want to lose any any more yeah. lean body mass, uh, and you know I'm doing the workouts during the morning. That's you know a strength training, and keeping keeping that up. But if I don't eat enough and I'm running as much as I am, it's very likely I could actually lose 
another I could easily lose another 10 pounds yeah. without, without even... And that would be a lot for you now. You know, I remember lose. when I had the, I got food poisoning, I ended up losing oh, yeah. eight pounds in a week. Um, it's, you know, that's the other interesting thing is, is that even though we've taken this journey together, um, like you've used an app and you count every calorie and stuff like that. Mm. And I haven't done that. Yeah, but you started out by sort of, like, if you saw what I ate, you would eat about half of what I ate. Well, I know, but I, I think that I have always known how many calories I was eating. Yeah. Um, so what I have done is, yeah, it's been portion control. Yeah. And then I think for both of us, there's a lot of foods that we just, like, you don't eat Doritos. No, don't eat Doritos. And no I don't beer. eat cheesies and, yeah. and jellied candies and things like that. Like, they're just off the list because I cannot just have one or two hmm. you know I just can't so I just don't eat them at all right and so you've counted calories but I haven't done that I've there's things I've absolutely completely cut out because I can't control myself with them and uh, portion control um, but I don't keep track of it like yeah. you do. I mean, one of the things you, you said you were concerned about the calorie counting. And yes, of course, calorie counting can actually um, lead to uh, eating disorders. Eating disorders. Yeah. And, and it's one of the things that I've also thought, thought about uh, and I'm, I'm aware of. But intuitively, I know what calories are, but it's just something that I'm sort of like a, I love data. I love knowing how far I run. I love knowing how much I eat. I love ingesting and tracking data. So for me, it's kind of like a, a nerd thing more than <laughs> yeah, more than an eating Well, you know, I, I love data too, like inputting data and stuff like that. Like I do it for other things, but I just did not want to focus on that. Yeah. You know, it's just about, it's about eating healthy and it's about portion control for me. Right. And it's it's just interesting that we make this journey together, but we don't do it exactly the same way. No. And on that note, um, is there anything that you can think of? Like right now I've got goals. I've got eight races coming up and I've got the ultra marathon in June. So those are some of my goals. And I mean, you have your artistic and, you know, creative outlets. I think those are my goals right now. Like I, I have plateaued. I've been, I've been, my weight has been plateaued for over a year. Right. Um, and it fluctuates about two pounds, which mm. is normal. Yeah, I'd say. Yeah. And um, I'm really happy with that. Like, like I said, if I, if I lost more weight, uh, you know, uh, that would be fine. If I stay with this weight, I'm fine with that because I feel really good. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm absolutely committed to never gaining the weight back. It's just yeah. not. Um, I, I'm actually at a point now where I'm not worried about gaining the weight back because I, I know that it's just that my life is different now. And it, it actually, I would have to actually work hard to to gain the weight back if I wanted to. Yeah, well, you're a lot more active than I am. Um, I haven't been walking very much lately. Well, I think that part of, partly is that, you know, you, you have trouble with the smoke in the air from the, the fires and it's stuff really, like that. Yeah, it's really hard. Here in Ladysmith, and I imagine this is a problem everywhere, is in the winter, um, people are heating with wood stoves. Right. And so if I walk... I am inundated with wood smoke. And for me, it's like inhaling acid. It hurts so bad. Mm -hmm. And even when I come inside, like it takes me so long to recover. And, you know, here also in, on Vancouver Island, the last two summers, we've had a lot of forest fires in the summer. Mm -hmm. So it's become almost a year round problem of um, trying to walk and do exercise uh, outside the house, it's, it's, it's becoming increasingly difficult for me. But um, I do exercise inside and I do stretching and I've 
made a point of being more active in the house, like moving around more in the house. And that's yeah. really all I can do right now. Well, I know, but once once the smoke is gone, then we'll, we'll be walking again yeah. together. Yeah. And that's kind of, I actually have been missing that, our walks together. Well, I do miss it. Yeah. I do miss it. Um, it's funny because I can think of a million things that um, I need to do before I go for a walk because I just like that. But once I get out and start walking, I really, I really do enjoy it, especially when we go out like on Holland Creek Trail. And, yeah. and uh, you know, there's some other ones where, where we're walking, um, there's, in the wintertime anyway, there's, there, is no, there is no smoke. It's just like when we walk from our house to Holland Creek Trail, mm -hmm. we hit smoke to get there right and on maybe part of the trailer sometimes we get it but it's not too bad but it's just it's very frustrating well, we just took a walk recently when we went to visit our children in um, port alberni and there was no smoke there was there there was no smoke but uh next time we'll try a different trail because that one had an that's the other thing with with um my partial knee replacements, there's certain inclines or there's certain stairs uh, that stresses my knees. It, it hurts. Mm -hmm. And that one had, it had one hill that yeah. took me, I think, well, about was, two days for my, for my knees to recover from, yeah. from that incline. It just stresses my knees. What, what I was trying to get at, though, is, is that um, you have your creative outlets right now. You paint and you, you do crocheting and beadwork Yeah, I have my fiber like art, that. yeah. So, but do you have any, you know, other than, other than that, do you have any other goals? Well, I want to get my digital store back up and running and right. stuff like that. So, we'll yeah. see. We'll see how it goes with the new year. Okay. <laughs> yes. And this is, incidentally, that we're recording this on New Year's Eve. Yeah. And this is 2018. We're going to be uh, welcoming in the new year in, what time is it right now? It's 11.42. So in 20 minutes, we're going to welcome the 2019 into, yes, into with, an existence. With organic. With organic grape juice from yeah, our Concord backyard. Yeah, Concord grape juice that um that i canned so yeah did a lot of canning this year we that's the other thing is is we like uh we do a lot well i do a lot of canning mm -hmm. um not of vegetables but uh, a lot of fruit any free fruit i can get yeah we had tons <laughs> of fruit this year it was a really oh, good year did. for fruit we really did yeah so uh, if you're watching this uh, in the new year, which you probably will be because I'm going to be posting it tomorrow, uh, Happy New Year. Happy and New Year. I think 2019 is going to be a good year. I think so. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Eat healthy and exercise and be mindful. Just move. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, uh, thank you for watching. If you've watched this far, um, I'm I do plan on having more guests in the future. I have one guest lined up already, and uh, she's she's a musician, so I will be talking to her in the new year, and um, we'll see how things go. Um, my plan is to hopefully build this up into something more regular than nothing which is what it has been is nothing <laughs> <laughs> so thank you and uh happy new year happy new year